Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hello and welcome to Being There, Done That on Joy 94.9. I'm Chris, with me in the studio today is... Gordon. And Bill. Yes, we're here. The trio, the terrible trio. trio. You can listen to us anytime. Of course you can. You yes. can indeed. How do you do that? We're on the Real Live Radio, or we're on the computer, because you can listen live when we go to air, yep. and you can also listen to it as a podcast. And you can get that from the Joy webpage or from iTunes. Right. So on the webpage, you click on podcasts. Is that right? You could, or you could click on Been There, Done That in the program list. And our most recent podcasts are there for your listening pleasure. Right. And it's a pleasure to be talking to so people can listen. Hello to Cupcake and Nina. I hope they're coping with the heat last weekend. Oh, Oh. God. Wasn't that shocking? What did your little lady get up to? Not a lot, <laughs> nor did I. No. Mm. It was very frustrating, though, because we've got the air conditioning on at home. Yes. And he thinks, oh, it's nice and cool. Let's go for a walk. Then we get to the front door and the sliding door opens and woof, hot air. <coughs> and he looks at me as if to say, why did you do that? <laughs> it was nice before. <laughs> the the well, weather has been pretty hard to, to sort of sleep in as now well. Now that it's cooler again. It's, it's, a, it's so yeah, cold. Yeah. But I, I was I was um, sleeping and uh, we had a power outage, and so the fans went off. That was cooling me down, and it was just horrible. It was a horrible night. But anyhow, the fans eventually came back on again. Then yes, so we should have days with the temperature that we had overnight. That would be a very nice day. That would be a better day. But yeah. it is a bad night. Yes, <laughs> that's right. There, yeah, but anyhow. It was, uh, but, but last weekend was a rather good weekend, wasn't it? Well, it's a three-day weekend. It was a beautiful break away from things if you were able to take the days off. And mm. I ended up doing a lot of organising my private personal affairs. Well, you've got to do it no, sometime, don't you? No, no, it was actually tidying <laughs> in the house. <laughs> I didn't do much on the Friday of the long weekend. I just I did some shopping in the morning, which was very nice. Sat down and did some work on the computer and just caught up with some shows that I'd recorded on the hard drive. So like the kids, you just spend time in front of your screens. Well, there was nothing else to do. It was too damn hot. <laughs> Saturday was pretty hot. And then Sunday, Pride March Day, was just too hot. At 38 degrees, it wasn't as hot as it has been. We have marched in 40 degrees over the years. There was a good representation of our community at this year's Pride March, but I don't think there were as many spectators. I think the spectators were a bit thin on the ground because of the weather. 
the spectators actually had to stand out in the sun. Well, if they were in the middle of the road, they were in the sun. Or yes, so yeah. For the parade to go by. Yeah. It went very well as it usually does. Great groups. Some that I didn't recognise the flag uh, that they were carrying. Right. But I found out what they were a bit later. They got a spectacular flag. And I'm talking about the rubber group. People oh. that wear rubber. Oh, gosh, it's a good-looking flag. That wouldn't have been comfy to wear. Oh, I don't think so in that heat. Or their neoprene. Yeah. They could go scuba diving afterwards. <laughs> Without <laughs> taking their gear off. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We've got a little message here from Jason of Ivanhoe. I went to Pride March, and I think I drank about four litres of water during the march. Then afterwards, despite not having any togs, I went swimming with everybody else. I just stripped down to my jockstrap and enjoyed the St Kilda beach. Then we went for a beer. It was so good. Yes, I think there would have been a lot of people doing much the same if they were as brave as you, Jason. (laughs) And of course, it was well represented on TV. Yes. uh, But they wrapped into the story the reveal of the Pride Centre on the old Monroe's restaurant Mm, site. Yes, and when you walk past the old Monroe building, they had huge photos of the new Pride Centre up so you could see actually what it was going to look like. Wow. Artists' impressions. They were artistic impressions, but they do them so well with uh, digital imaging these days. They can do anything, can't they? The snapshot I saw on TV News had Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi standing on stage addressing a, a group of people. And I thought, oh, that's that's wishful thinking. <laughs> well, the, you never know. You never know, but you know that the... Because Portia has to come back uh, every now and again to Australia because she had a birthday on, well, has a birthday on the 31st uh, of January. That's a few days' time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well... Well, it depends when you're listening. When you're listening, yeah. Yeah, 31st of January. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, uh, born in 1973, wife of... Ellen DeGeneres. Wow, what who, a power couple. Who had a birthday last week on Yay. the 26th of January, yeah. But uh, did you know that the Pride Centre that we're getting is bigger than the one in San Francisco and also we are going to own it. It's not being rented, uh, not a rented property or anything like they do in San Francisco. Um, when you say we... Well, the community, I, a business group in the community have to be the controlling body of it but that's it's still yeah they're yeah. the landlords so i'm just being a little precise i think the gov- the state government has got so much of an investment in it that uh, our financial contributions actually won't the, be able to match their generosity actually the biggest contributor is the city of port phillip because mm-hmm. they put more money in than the government did wow oh wow. yeah and because they gave that huge block of land to to the yeah. corporation that is running the GLBTIQ corporation that's running it because everybody on board the in the board of that um, group is uh, one of the community mm. it's going to be lovely it's going to be really great they reckon it'll be f- sort of ready to be opened by about 2021 mm. Mm. so it's going to be interesting it it will be interesting to see if there's any uh, kickback by the opposition well, I don't think they dare, quite frankly, unless you get the, the conservative opposition. Um, they, uh, I don't know whether you heard the uh, Sat- Saturday magazine crew do, the, do an interview yes, on the Pride March day in the morning on the Sunday. They weren't on on Saturday, they were on Sunday. And they interviewed uh, Bernadine, the, the mayor of the city of Port Phillip. Oh. And it was a very, very interesting discussion. It will probably be on um, podcast if you yeah. want to hear it. But she was she was all for it, and I I have to tell you that 
vintage men, the group that I belong to, we were also in the group that um, got the uh, the Pride Centre to St Kilda. I had oh. to be interviewed and I did a whole set of things and questions and answers and all the rest of it. And it yeah, so I was there. I was there doing that for the on behalf of Vintage Men, who who the City of Port Phillip are our sponsors. Right. So they asked us to do oh, something, so, so we did. So the council got a little yes men in. Oh, well, well I could tell them why, why I thought it should have been there. Joe Joyce joke. Yes, Joe Joyce, yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was, um, yeah, it's going to be great for the community to have that there. On the uh, 29th of January, eight, 1982, I was going to say 1892, <laughs> no, 1982, Adam Mitchell Lambert was born. American singer, songwriter and stage actor. And uh, he's sold over three million albums and five million singles he's, worldwide. He's another one of those people that didn't win the competition that he was in. I'm pretty sure well, that's winners right. never prosper. Yeah, and and, and the runner-up, American the runner, Idol. American was Idol was. In. I don't think he won it, but he came, he was just such had a popular appeal that everything he did turned to gold after that. Well, well what I, they were doing in those days, <coughs> excuse me. In the, the grand final of American Idol, mm-hmm. you could select a song by an American group and you get halfway through the song and then the original group would appear. So Adam Lambert was singing a lot of Queen songs during the competition, mm-hmm. so it stood to reason that he'd sing a Queen song and then Queen came out and performed with him, which is how they were introduced and it is now how they'll be touring Australia in a couple of months' time. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, well Adam and Lambert's been the um, the lead singer for Queen for, mm. for a few months now, or way back last year, I think it well, was. Well, he has uh, a wide vocal range, mm. so he mm. was excellent uh, to take on the uh, the lead role. Yeah, yeah exactly. of course, and being one of our community, yeah, yeah great and, way to... And, and his nickname, of course, is Adam Glambert, <laughs> because he was so glamorous, he is glamorous. Well, he was so outrageous that in American Idol, he had his fingernails painted. <gasps> uh, didn't he have his hair coloured as well? Uh, that came later on. Oh, was he, it? He, yeah. was, he technically wasn't out oh, during wasn't the show. Oh, right, right. Um, except that most of his hometown... Knew it. Yeah, all, all, everybody at school knew it. Well, he'd yeah. worked on Broadway. There's, the hints were there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, but he's, well. got, he's, he's done very, very well. He's sold, he's had lots of um, yeah. top 10 hit parade songs and all the rest of it. Yeah, so good stuff. And he's got a good voice too. I like his voice. He's one of the few people on the planet that could have possibly ever taken over from Freddie Mercury. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Because that's a very special voice, too. Yeah, it's a similar type of voice, too, which is good because he can get up high like Freddie used to mm. do and um, still have, and it has the personality that um, Freddie Mercury had to be the front man. His latest song has a title which we, we're not going to mention here on this Why? show. Why not? No, <laughs> but he's basically had that attitude always. I'm going to be in your face. You're not going to be able to ignore me, mm-hmm. and I am who I am. Yeah, well, that's true too. That's what we should all should be. Mm. You should all be who you are. I so. find it very hard to be somebody else. Yeah, well, I can't be. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear them now. The original high. Yeah, what a way to go. Here on Joy. Just to give rise, there's no comfort in coming 
Listening to a Joycast from GLB TIQ Community Radio Station Joy ninety four point nine. You're with Gordon, Phil, and Chris. Been there, done that on Joy ninety four point nine. Thanks for being with us. Gender dysphoria. What do you know about gender dysphoria? Only what I've read, and mm. meeting quite a few people that have had had gender dysphoria. So that's so and also very interesting. It's also known as gender identity disorder or gender nonconformity. Mm. And it's actually the distress. The, the clinical description is it's the distress a person experiences as a result of the sex and gender assigned of birth, assigned at birth, not matching. Mm. Mm. And expressed simply, that is, uh, you know, people not feeling comfortable in their own skin well people young young people being born as a boy and realize that they should be a girl and vice versa it's it happens frequently a lot of times more than we realize actually it's a it's a bigger that bigger than what we realize and to date well until the this particular century people had given their authority for their offspring to be they had their gender altered at birth yeah. at birth mm. which is now being reconsidered and they're waiting now for the person who might have this gender identity disorder mm. accepted and and actually pushed by the person perhaps worked out for themselves what yeah. they want to be rather than being uh, operated on and finding out that they wanted to be the other other person that they want to be. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. when you're a youngster, you, you can be easily told, well, stop being a tomboy or stop being a girl, and the kid gets to accept that that's all the, ways, the way that society is going to treat them, and they get to go along with it. But then as they get to an adult stage they realize no something is not right and then they have the personal power to consider whether they really need to be in a different skin yes but that's when they they get a bit older but the the the, the current thing is that the, the the younger that they can organize themselves or know that they want to be that other person the more they can get to um, stop the changes at puberty and well, this sort of thing. that's right. You know, when they're 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. when puberty is about to kick in, mm. that's when, um, as you say, they can start to make things happen. Well, keep them to, to where they want to be, yeah. the way they want to be, rather that's than right. what nature is going to give them, whether they want it or not, you know. And it's, uh, it's, it's an amazing, um, it must take amazing courage of the, on the person's part to say I am not a boy, I'm a girl, or I'm not a girl, I'm a boy, and um, go with it and and keep pushing to get what they want. Well, as a youngster, pre-team or pre-acceptance, they've adjusted to the social life and the social presentation Mm. that society has imposed upon them. But once they get to that point of self-determination, then they've got to go through this again. They've got to... 
be accepted in their new gender. Mm, mm. That's and true. And so much, uh, you were saying in the Pride March that there was lots of trans people there. Uh, they had a whole group of, of transgender people and they were having a great time and I thought, well, good on you, you know. You're being who you are. Mm. Uh, and they had some very beautiful um, Miss Transgender Victoria or something rather. I couldn't read the sashes quite. Um, no. They had beautiful sashes on, but they must have been in some competition that mm. had um, been going on. And I have a vague feeling that when I was listening to the Sunday morning to the Saturday Mag people, uh, Bernadine, the I can't remember her surname, the, the mayor of Port Phillip, she had judged the previous evening a transgendered competition or something or other. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I do know that the uh, gender reassignment section of the Children's Hospital uh, is quite busy. 400 reassignments a year Mm. nowadays, which is incredible. But you've got to have very open-minded parents who are willing to hear a younger voice saying there's something wrong. In our local paper the other day, or our local magazine, they had a, a story of Georgie and her brother. The twin, They were twins at birth, yeah. and she was born a boy, And but she wanted, from, from when she could almost walk, she's very famous, she's done a uh, Australian story television show and all the rest of it, and Georgie has always wanted to be a girl. And uh, her brother, I think his name's Michael, said that he always only ever had a sister. You know, so that he grew up with a sister. He didn't yeah. grow up with a brother. You know, and it was a lovely story. It really was a lovely story. And she was up as one of the young Australians of the year at the presentation. Well, so often we hear of gay people suppressing their gayness mm-hmm. to abide by social requirements that they get married. So many women have been married to a man and had children, but when they really they're the love of their life would be another woman. Mm. And men, same way. Same way, yes, yes. Once the, f- the family is off their hands, they start to say, now it's my time of life. But sometimes not even when the family are off their hands. Yeah, the men decide yeah. that they can't live this life anymore. Well, there was a thing on ABC TV, Back, Backroads, I think it's called, the program, that- talked about, uh, and that we went to air yesterday, I believe. Yeah, um, uh, anyway, it's yeah. on iView if you want to have yeah, a look at it. Yeah. Uh, but David Reeves had been married for 35 years and then he started to take the journey of revealing his true self. And from this point on, we know David as Di, Diana. Once a shearer, a blacksmith, a welder and a truckie, pretty macho bloke, but that was until three years ago. And then Di at 68 is transgender. And the report that I read says that uh, she felt about... female and she was obeying her body. When I was younger I had no idea who I was but I knew I didn't fit in the male body. Mm, mm, Isn't that intriguing that waited until this late state of life? Yeah, it happens you know, sometimes you have to Situations make you conform to what people are expecting of you, but then you get to must get to a certain stage in your life where you say, "Well, stuff that. Yeah. I'm going to be who I am." This particular case, Di's wife, Linda, accompanied her through the transition mm. and mm. everything, stuck by 
the partner she'd married. Yeah, well, we know somebody that used to work here at Joy that's in the same situation. Yeah. Who transgendered and his wife um, stayed with him while he transgendered mm. went on. And they're still together because I, I saw Jane not so long ago and um, I was asking about, <coughs> asking about the, 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 his partner mm. and she's not been well, but uh, Jane was quite happy. You know, she's a yeah. very, very yeah. happy person now. I'm not sure how they're getting on for changing their identity. Like for legal. passports and things. Well, there's that mm. uh, because they only can indicate not male or not female yeah. uh, if they're in that MX stage. But the other thing is too that birth certificates. Yeah, that's 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 another need thing. to be changed in retrospect and i'm not sure whether where that fight is someone else who has gone through the reassignment process was yaron cohen born in tel aviv to a family of uh, yemenite jewish and romanian jewish descent and yaron became sharon cohen and better known as dana international. international and she turned out to be very very famous singer in israel she actually represented Israel in the um, Eurovision Song Contest, didn't she? In 1998. Yeah, and I think she won it too, wasn't it? Didn't she win it? I think, well, yeah. I'm pretty sure she did. I think she won the Eurovision Song Contest. Well, yeah, she was uh, first in that, yeah. yeah and that's yeah. when she became known to the public of Europe. That's right, as, as Dana International. There was a bit of a kerfuffle when she did win it because they said oh no, no it's not right you know blah 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 all the conservatives the neoconservatives of course can't, <laughs> can't see the forest for the trees but these no. things happen and uh, it was quite a nice song actually that she did win with well if it's such a nice song why don't we hear it i think that'd be a good idea here on joy Find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. You're with Phil, Chris and Gordon, been there, done that on Joy 94.9. It's Grammy season. Oh, are you going to get Grammy on us, are you? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, well. We wheel them all out in their little wheelchairs yeah. and they say, how's your bird's lumbago? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that sort of Grammy season. Oh. This is a, a recording, recording artist. artist. Sorry, yes. sorry. The, uh, well, in 2016, Anoni became the second only openly transgender person nominated for an Academy Award. Anoni was born Anthony Hegarty. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, yes. English-born singer, composer, and visual artist. Mm, visual mm, artist. That's right, that yeah. says it all. Who uh, now resides in the U.S. 
formerly known as Anthony, uh, lead singer in the band Anthony and the Johnsons. Anthony and the Johnsons, yes, I've got a, quite a few of his CDs at home. Oh, right. Very good singer, very, very good singer. Well, he was billed as being the second openly transgendered person nominated for an Academy Award. Well, if he was the second, who was the first? Well, I think it might have been a POM. Yes, a person who was on BBC Radio as a orchestra conductor and arranger uh, did a lot of work in subsequent times in films, doing the soundtracks Sound- for some of the the movie themes and all that sort of that's stuff. That's right. Yeah. Watership Downs, mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars, Superman, and The Empire Strikes Back. Bit of a ghost writer for John Williams who was accredited for the f- soundtracks for those films. But he also did, uh, for radio, he did The Goon Show. He did themes, themes for, the for goons a lot. And themes for Hancock's Half Hour, if you can remember that. Uh, he did, but under the name of Wally Stott. That was his birth name, Wally Stott. He was born in 1924, and un- at the age of, what, 38 He went through a sex change operation and came out the other side as Angela Morley. Well, it was a great change. He didn't didn't keep his surname even. No, he kept his mother's surname. Morley was his mother's surname, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Once again, he was a person who uh, achieved fame in one guise and then was prepared to put all that Mm. to risk and change to a new identity. He did it successfully with the support, again, of his wife. It's amazing how uh, you read about these things, how the wife has sort of stood by and helped them. I guess it's the fact that they've had this thing in their, in their system for all that time and um, they understand that. And the wife is probably quite happy to know that she's not being displaced by another woman, yeah. although the other woman, the other woman is actually the husband that she married. Yeah. Um, um, so it's quite probably legal. As Wally, he was part of the Goon Show. Mm. and Hancock's Half Hour. Hancock's Half Hour. Thank you, God. He was known to have had, a, at that stage, a lifelong mental struggle with gender identity, a fact for all those years he had kept sealed tightly inside himself. Mm. But the writing was on the wall, as they say. Yeah, eventually, it, eventually it must be very hard living and hiding all that from the outside world, how you really want to be. And good luck to them. And, and I, I, I say... They have great courage. I said that before. They have great courage in doing mm. what they do to make themselves what they want to be. And I yeah. think that's really wonderful. Uh, one of the people on the Goon Show series said, it didn't take me long, very long to find out that in all the ways that mattered, the person I found now was still the person I had known. Of course. Yes. Yes. You don't change your... Uh, only the outside packaging. The, the outside packaging, but the... Uh, because you would you would stay the same with your with the way you were brought up, the way you were you you, you were educated. Your personality. Your personality wouldn't change. No, you, you still. You might have gender specific things that you might feel more comfortable talking a certain way. Yeah. Mm. But the way that you think, you're probably just more relieved than everything that you don't have to hide anymore. That, that's yeah. so you're probably a lot more relaxed. I, I would say it'd be like sort of lifting a 
like two cement bags off your shoulders or something exactly. or other to do that. Angela was nominated six times for Emmys for TV composing and won three for arranging and uh, worked on episodes of TV series including Soaps, Dallas, Dynasty and that, Falcon Crest. Yeah, that's, that's when he went to Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. He went to Hollywood and became well, quite I famous. I think that might have been part of the leaving the old life behind, re- but revealing the, themselves what, in the new Once again, guys. how did he travel to America as Angela or as Wally? Well. You see, this is, there's a thing we were talking about before, about how to shape with the passport no, changes and things, yeah, you know. What, that's how, right. How did he get no, there? No, he would have transitioned by then because uh, in 74, two years after he transitioned, she was working on film scores and that's where uh, got the introduction to Hollywood and to US TV. In later uh, years, she lectured at the University of Southern California, uh, was a founding governor of the Society of Composers and Lyricists, and served for 10 years on the musical, uh, the music branch executive committee of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. The Oscars. Yay! Yes. They're coming up in next month. Yeah, so successful transitioning in lots of ways. Yes. What a journey. I think they I think everybody that transitions has a journey and some find it probably easy, some probably find it very hard and you have to congratulate them all for doing it. There's been another march of recent time on Australia Day. And Phil it was on Friday that you were in here working doing your bit for joy, volunteering. Yes. You were saying that it was quite an interesting uh, <laughs> march that kept stopped you from crossing the road. Well, I timed my arrival here poorly because the anti-Australia Day march was coming down Burke Street. Whereas the other one was in Swanston Street. And it was the one I knew about. Oh, right. <laughs> and I missed that one. Yes, so I should have actually just crossed the road as I noticed people looking up the hill because I couldn't actually see what they were looking at. So instead of crossing the road, I just stuck to the left-hand side and then got swamped by, oh. I don't know how many people, but tens th- of thousands. There was about really? 50,000 50, people, they were saying. In well, that it was literally wall to wall, yeah, the yeah. footpaths but, and the street. But and how long did it take to go past you before you could um, cross the road? Well, I walked up to Russell Street and sort of weaved my way through them <laughs> and came down with them. The sheer number of people was overwhelming. It was mm. huge. Wow. But now, Phil, now, I, I thought you would have seen that in the news because it was on the news that they were going to march down Burke Street. Well, see, I don't read newspapers. No, it was in the television news. Hey. I saw it on the I don't watch before. a lot of that because I don't care how many people died today. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't yes. want to know. Who was in this alternative march? The front of it was very Aboriginal. They oh. had their, their smoke and their, yeah, the, all the traditional stuff and yeah. a very loud woman on the public address. Um, but down the back were the um, mums and dads with prams and babies, and particularly ge- white. And just the really? general Australian community. Yeah, it no. was was distinctly not Aboriginal. So were they, was this a protest march or just a march of support for changing the day? I think the front of it was very much a protest yeah. and seemed a little bit... Not mm. extreme, but mm. high pressure. Yeah. But the support at the back was just families, just normal people. Okay. Um, Supporting the Aboriginal su- community. Yeah, just saying that, you know, we weren't mentioning Invasion Day or anything like that. But I guess trying to get the message across that 
that particular date is not suitable appropriate we can see i believe that there's a public consciousness raising which started out with the same-sex marriage debate Mm -hmm. and now i think the public is getting the voice that we need to change or do something positive about australia day its meaning and what is actually celebrated and on what date it should be celebrated government should learn to listen to the people yeah and not just do things today because you did that yesterday. Well, the pro- problem is that most governments only listen to the money side of things. They don't listen to what the well, people I, want. I think it's good that the people were marching in those numbers because it should therefore give confidence to the government to enact a change. But only if you've got it in your own brain to enact the change. You see, we've got so many conservative politicians that won't see the forest for the trees anyhow, well. and they don't want to. And it's, it's just stupid. Well, it's the same sort of battle we had with the Vietnam War. Hmm. There would be huge public protests. Oh, yeah. And the much, numbers were overwhelming. Yeah, much down but, the street against the... Uh, yeah, the but the, the war went on. Yeah. It's like... Until we got a, a change of government, which yeah. brought Gough Whitlam in, and he brought them all home within a week. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, so this it's... What, you need, somebody what we've got right now in Canberra, though, gentlemen like Mr Dutton who you can have all the evidence in the world in his face mm. and he'll just deny it. No, of course no, not. I don't believe that. That's right, yep. But anyhow, it's, uh, it, it'll be good if they do change the date because I don't think it should be the 26th of January. It's, it's a, it's, that's New South Wales Day, let's face it. Yeah, that's it's it. a local it's celebration It's a local celebration, that's it. But, that, but it was just that the Sydney-centric politicians wanted everything centred yeah. around Sydney Harbour. That was all it was, so they could have a big party and a, send up some more fireworks. Mm. Penal Settlement Day. Penal Settlement Day would be a good idea for the 26th of January. (laughs) And let's have another day for the rest of Australia to celebrate, actually celebrate Australia Day, which is the 1st of January, which was when we became Australia as a continent country rather than six six individual states. It's better to be a continent country than an incontinent country. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) 31st of January, 1981, Justin Timberlake. A GBLBT ally. Mm, an ally. Quite popular in our community. Rock your body, he's suggesting. Oh, all right. We'll rock anything. Here on Joy. Yeah. Come over here, baby. We could do something. You feeling me? Because I have you naked by the end of this song. Don't be so quick to walk away. Wanna rock your body, please stay You don't have to admit you wanna play Let me rock you to the break of day Dance me Got time, but I don't mind Just wanna rock you, girl I'll have whatever you have Come on, let's give it a whirl I've been watching you I like the way you move So go ahead, girl, just do You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station Joy 94.9. You're with Chris, Phil and Gordon. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. And that guy thinks we're great, doesn't he? he I think he thinks I... everything is great. <laughs> <laughs> we're making Joy great. We certainly are. And thank you. You're making Joy great as well by listening. Oh, technology. It's it's. <laughs> 
it's taking us away. It's come. It's going to overpower us. Oh, it's just terrible. I, I, I try to ignore it as much as possible. But because the other night when my power went off, my computer had to reboot itself completely when I turned it on again in the morning. Because it was turned, it turned itself off, didn't it? Yeah, had to make sure everything was in the right order. <laughs> I just see the irony. We're sitting here in a digital radio studio, <laughs> surrounded by screens, talking into microphones, and we avoid technology. <laughs> We're swimming in it. We're swimming in it. <laughs> we yeah. certainly are. But imagine those people who have got their little magic health watch or health so device that, yeah. sitting on their wrist. Oh, that one from New Zealand, the butt butt. Oh yeah, the foot butt. <laughs> that oh, means you got. That means you got overweight, isn't it? A well, fat I, I'm not that rude. <laughs> it now seems that those people that are wearing them can actually be tracked. Well, anything that's that's connected to um, things going around in space, I could imagine they'd be able to track you anyhow. They'd be able to do your phones. It's or, like a little GPS. Yeah, it's receptor. It's receiving, but it's also sending out lots of pieces of information I about think your heart rate and things like that. It's turned this. into that. Originally, it was just a motion sensor yeah. that would count your steps. Mm. Mm. And I think it's now become a little more technologically advanced. And, and this is very... I mean, Big Brother really is watching from outside. Uh, well, what can he do? Well, well, uh, well okay. You, you, you're saying that it's getting to the point. What happens when our Australian of the Year gets the um, quantum computer going with the, that can do things in fraction of the second of what I'm it takes now thousands of years to do? I'm going to pack up my bat and ball and go home. <laughs> <laughs> because quantum physics is like... It's out of your league. Oh, it's stuff well, There's no simple way to explain oh, it. It would be very difficult for the ordinary person to understand what the the professor michelle simmons is doing because they don't the, it's, yeah. it's beyond the the realm of an ordinary person's well, knowledge quantum mechanics is the way things behave at the subatomic level mm. so we're talking about things we can't see or touch or manipulate mm. and they don't behave the same as things do in what I have to call the real world. Mm, mm, mm. So how they turn that into a form of computing is beyond me and sounds almost scary. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it would take, uh, well, I, can't, I don't understand it at all, but I guess if, it's, if it develops to the point where they can use it for um, technology about the, the way human life is transformed or able to help in the health situation and all that sort of thing with computers... I think it's going to be an absolute genius. And apparently um, Australia in, are in the forefront of developing this uh, quantum um, Oh, we, we lead the world. We lead the world, well, We're basically. up there in a lot mm. of technologies, mm. Um, mm. dating back 20 years with artificial intelligence. Yeah, I knew yeah. people who were working with that. Yeah, but I've got artificial intelligence. Well, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Alien technology. Yes, that's right. You, you built the pyramids, didn't you, your people? That's right, yes. Chariots yeah. of the gods. Yes, and all that sort of stuff, yeah. But whilst some of those devices I don't want to use particularly, it's interesting to note that soon our smartphones will actually be able to do a little bit better for us. Uh, apparently you'll use it instead of a Mikey. Well, that's right. How, that, will, that, how will that work? Will, they, you will, will you have to... Um, program your phone or something rather to work as a Mikey um, thing? It will have to work as your credit card that's got the little chip in it. Mm, mm, So mm. you can actually do that. At the moment, we have the little special keys 
the fob that we can get into the premises yeah, here. Yeah. And people, in fact, can load that with some of their other magic cards. All right. And it's uh, very useful. In fact, um, some people can get a ring with a little chip in. Put it, so they're wearing their their cash ring. Well, there's one one chap that's had an operation. He's had a he's had a thing put in his hand oh, yeah. to open his front door. It's a, like a key that opens the electronic door. And that's fine well, until you leave your hand at home, and then you can't get in. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you like leaving people your, are losing things all. Be like leave, leaving your specs at home, so you can, you wouldn't yes. be able to see. Yeah. So what have you got to do when you before you walk out? Put your hand on spectacles. Yeah, uh, wallet and watch. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, but it, it, oh, but, but it, it look technology will always keep improving. Like even even from the start when they invented railways, you know the railway trains, you know the the well, little thing that they started with, and to the what they are. The little bloke that walked in front of with a with, flag, with a flag. So you, got yeah, run over. <laughs> yeah, but that uh, see that technology. It's the way the human brain evolves in as as it goes along. We we just we evolved. Well, it's probably all, the always there, but it just that it brings it out because somebody goes a little bit further than the previous. We person. stand on the shoulders of the pioneers before us mm, mm. in so many ways. Yeah, it's a really messy way to go deaf, though. <laughs> Pioneer. It's like it yeah. gets right in and you got to dig it out. And yeah. You can't use a cotton bud. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Oh, but talking about meat pies, did you realise uh, way back when, on the 17th of January 1944, mm. that is a good 73 uh, years ago. A while. Meat rationing occurred in Australia. Can you imagine? I can remember meat rationing. Can you imagine the supermarkets? There weren't any in those days, but all the the refrigerated areas in the supermarket wouldn't have had any tucker. Well, in my day, my day, young man, when we went to the shop, you went to the butcher shop. You didn't go to a supermarket. You went to a super. You went to a butcher shop and you handed over your your your, uh, amount of. Of coupons to what you had bought. You know, if you bought a leg of lamb or something or other, if you were lucky to get a leg of lamb, um, you would have to give over so many coupons. And then when you went to the grocer's shop, if you wanted a pound of butter or a half a pound of butter, I think was all you could get, you had to give a coupon. And then the same with sugar. You okay, could only these get were government-issued coupons, yeah. but the ration that you were allowed to purchase, and you could only purchase with a ration, a ration ticket, card. That's right. was basically... Um, a luxury day once a week. Oh, no, you had to make the half a pound of butter last the whole week. Oh, yeah. In a, fa- in a family, that had to last the whole week. You've got to just like a scrape, you know. I've just got a horrible image of meat rationing, and it comes towards me as a three-legged sheep. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't use all of it. Well, you, you wonder where sausages got a bad rap? It was in those days. It was a the a, mystery the, bags. Exactly, the that was a nickname for sausage. Mm. I think which it still applies. Which still applies. Yes, yes. But but <laughs> but, but aren't that was we the day. Lucky that uh, rationing of foodstuffs doesn't apply anymore at the moment. Well, the point but is given that, the climate. Yeah, but don't change. forget we 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 produce enough food in the world to feed everybody. Nobody in the world should go hungry. But what they don't they don't give any of the food that's in excess to any of these countries that need it, they will sell them arms to have a war. Yeah. Well, I had some scalloped potatoes from a well-known brand of frozen food. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they were made in Belgium. 
So have we not potatoes here? Do we not have the cream sauce, maybe? Tell that to the potato farmers down in the peninsula. I'd rather mm. not. They'll say, why did you buy them? Well, you don't want to Do buy you? potatoes when the chips are down. No, you don't. <laughs> Thank you indeed. Thank you. On that cheery note, we'll say cheery bye. It's about bye. time for us to say bye. And, yeah, catch up with you next week. Thanks for being with us. Thank you very we've much. Been, Enjoy your week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.